Well, hey there, happy, happy day. Sharon Horn-Elsham here, also known as Pajama Grandma. Let's talk about the expression, cut the mustard. Do you cut the mustard? And if you don't cut the mustard, how on earth are you ever going to supersize and grow your business? Cut the mustard, the expression, comes from the 18th century, and it might come from two different origins. They're not exactly sure where it comes from. It, of course, means to be capable, to be able to handle a job, to be fit for the requirements of an activity or job. Uh, it might come from the military where pass muster meant to um, pass inspection, to successfully do whatever was required for an inspection. And if you pass muster, then that turned, they think maybe that could have turned to uh, cut the mustard. Or mustard, of course, grows. It's a plant. It has to be cut in order to harvest it. And so cutting the mustard, meeting the requirements, if you are capable of cutting the mustard, you must have been able in some way shape or form and so the expression cut the mustard came into being I don't know where it came from exactly there seems to be some debate over it does it really matter probably not cut the mustard uh, and, and I don't know if you actually heard that expression or not but I know when I was growing up my dad every once in a while I grew up in a family of all girls and so my dad was the only male in the in the group and sometimes girls tend to fight and argue and not get along and not necessarily do what we're told the first time around. I think that's all kids, but we girls especially. So once in a while, my dad would go into what I called his drill sergeant mode, and he would ask us all a question, usually when we had gotten into some trouble or mischief, and he would say, he'd ask us a question, and we would, of course, answer meekly and quietly, and he would give us the drill sergeant, I can't hear you, <laughs> and we would speak up, and then he'd say it again, I can't hear you, and we'd, we'd answer again louder. Um, to, to teach us to be confident and bold and and answer with um, enough volume that other people could hear us and be and prove that we were capable and confident in our response and answer. Um, and so a couple things come to mind when I, I think of this expression and hear this expression. Um, a lot of days, and I'd never heard of this imposter syndrome until I actually started doing work online and, and being more involved with the internet. I think that imposter syndrome I, I never heard it it's either you have confidence that you can do a job or you don't you have confidence that you can learn to do a thing or you don't and, and not really or you don't but it confidence comes with action and, and practice and, and and actually doing something right I believe confidence overcomes any doubt that we can or cannot do something because guess what <laughs> if you've done something now you are 100% confident that you can do it because you've already done it um, the whole fake it till you make it, I, I, there's a difference I think between imposter syndrome, fake it till you make it, and um, confidence, right? I think that there's kind of a spectrum of all of them. Imposter syndrome implies that you don't think that you can actually do something. So you're pretending to do something or you're pretending to be something that you're not in order to impress other people. I think that all comes from the ego. I think fake it till you make it means more like I am going to act as if as I become what it is I want to become. And then being capable means, hey, I've already done it. I am 100% confident. I got this. I know that whatever comes my way, I'm going to figure it out. Um, and we all fall on a spectrum of that given different actions, different activities, different requirements, right? I remember in corporate America, one of my last jobs, I, I was the vice president of quality. And about three months into that new job, I was gifted the sanitation function for the organization. Now, here's the deal. 
I knew nothing and had no experience with sanitation. I was in a new industry, in an industry where sanitation was one of the most important um, functions in the business, and I had no experience with it. And for about, for a little while, I thought, oh my God, I know nothing about this. Can I do it? And then I reminded myself, all right, I've done a lot of things that I've never done before, and I always figure it out. So what did I do? I went to work learning about that function and what it meant to the industry I was in and how to manage and how to lead it. Since I'd successfully led the quality function in a lot of organizations before, I knew that most of the skills to, to run a successful department, most of those are the same and transferable. How you manage people, how you delegate, how you lead, how you set direction, how you um, run a function is pretty much the same down at the basic level, the foundational level, for whatever department, whatever function you're in in a business. And we all think we're different, every function. <laughs> One of the things I learned at, at uh, department head meetings and at um, staff meetings was that everybody thinks that their function is the be all and end all of the world and they forget that everybody else believes that about their own function as well. Um, used to see a lot of the silo mentality in organizations and my job was to bring all those silos together. So confidence, the whole, the whole fake it till you make it imposter syndrome, that's a huge topic. We could go a whole day on that alone. But I have a couple of thoughts about this particular um, saying, cut the mustard, that might not be very popular. And the next one is, I don't believe that the past equals the future. I don't believe, and, and I think that there's this overwhelming belief in most people that, hey, what you've done in the past is a clear indication of what you're gonna do in the future. I mean, we see it in law enforcement, we see it in a, in a lot of different industries, we see it in hiring decisions all the time. Um, most people hire for credentials, they hire for past experience. They look at somebody's resume and they say, oh, well you did this successfully in the past, therefore you're gonna be successful in this organization in this particular role now and in the future. And I have learned through hiring actually thousands of people, working with tens of thousands of people over my career that that isn't necessarily slow. So that isn't, there isn't a clear um, delineation or actually demonstration of that. So I wonder where that belief comes from. And I guess um, people tend to act the way they've always acted unless they have a reason to change. So I like to think that when they work with me, I am that reason to change. Our organization is that reason to, to become more and continuously improve. So I'd love to hear what you think about the past equaling the future. Has that been your experience that um, that that's how people are once, that I guess that presupposes that people cannot change. And I absolutely positively do not believe that. I think that um, some people cannot change because they don't choose to, but we all are capable of changing. We all have the ability to change and grow and become the, the best version of ourselves. The other, uh, kind of controversial thing that this brings up for me is that credentials and degrees and certifications and education equals success. And I think that our education system, especially at the college level, has furthered this belief, This and, and I think it's sort of a false belief because depending on how you define success um, is, uh, is gonna determine whether credentials and degrees and things equal that or not in your mind. To me, we don't see much evidence of this. Credentials, um, 
advanced degrees and things equaling financial success, if that's how you define success, there's, there's really no direct correlation between that, right? You might start out out of college getting a slightly higher starting pay, but over the years, education does not necessarily mean that you're going to be successful. Um, and, and I say this with a grain of salt because I got a lot of education and certification and degrees behind me, but I don't think that's what has led to my success. I think my more my belief in continuous learning and continuous education and always becoming a better version of myself, I think that's more responsible for my success than any formal education that I've gotten. And I know this is kind of a controversial saying, and if you would have asked me 30 years ago, does education equal more success or more, more probability of success? I would have said yes. But over my years of experience in corporate America, in running businesses and in working with a lot of people, I don't think that it does. I think it that if you're able to achieve a degree, that shows a level of dedication and a level of wanting to continuously improve, but not it's not absolute. It's not an absolute guarantee of success, right? If it was, everybody that has a doctorate would be super duper rich and successful and have everything that they want in their life, right? I don't know. I don't know if there's a correlation or not. I think it's more about belief and your ability to, to learn and grow and go for what you want. So cut the mustard. Love to know what you think about this expression. How does this apply to growing our business? <clears throat> I would say in our hiring decisions, number one, if we don't cut the mustard in the eyes of our customers, we're not gonna be in business very long. Number two, we should. I believe that you should hire for attributes like <clears throat> and values and core values, mindset and beliefs, because all skills are teachable and trainable. If the person that you're hiring is coachable and teachable, they can learn anything they need to learn to successfully perform any job in your organization, right? Um, so that's one of my, my biggest lessons learned is hire for you know, potential and ability to achieve <clears throat> and for, for values and mindset and then teach the living daylights out of how people need to do certain skills within your organization. Anyway, I'd love to know what you think about this expression. Go out, make it a fantastic day, and I'll, of course, be with you tomorrow.